Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes or so, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we need to be continual students of God's Word, but it also helps keep us focused on a relationship with God and also upon being able to deal with matters that life throws at us every day from a more positive, spiritual perspective. Now, we always encourage you, share these studies with everybody you can. Help them grow in their faith. Help them come closer to God. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, and we're in this rather lengthy series focusing on heart troubles or problems of the heart. And we're talking about from a spiritual and also from a social and psychological perspective. We're talking about people who act in such ways that that it really demonstrates that their heart is not right, and particularly not right with God. So we're not talking about the muscle in our chest that pumps blood through our circulatory system. We're talking about our, our mindset, our value system, our morality, our souls, our spiritual focus. We're talking about that, that which is much more deep-seated and really indicates our character, heart troubles. What we've talked about in this particular series to this point, we've talked about hatred, we've talked about laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, and in this particular section of this study, we're talking about pride. Now, we've indicated that there are two kinds of pride. One kind of pride is godly. It, it is, it, it, and I think it can be called godly pride. It would be akin to proper, a proper level of self-esteem. A lot of people, they don't have much self-esteem, and so they suffer because of that. They always think they're not worth much. They can't do much. They're, you know, they're just not, not uh, somebody who can you know, answer a call because they don't think they can, they, can, they can handle whatever that call might be. But godly pride, that's, that's a proper level of self-esteem. Now, that motivates a person to take care of themselves they're going to try to live in good health. They're going to try to present a good image, the way they dress, the way they carry themselves, the way they conduct themselves, the way they speak, and so on. They're going to try to maintain a good, a good appearance and thus develop a healthy self-image. And they understand the inherent self-worth that ought to be there within them, and not because of anything they have done, but because of the fact that they are created in God's image with a soul. And therefore, they should humbly but purposefully strive to live as worthy of that image as possible. They want to serve God. They want to, they want to be respectful of their creator. Now, the other kind of pride is obviously ungodly pride. And some related descriptive terms to this kind of ungodly pride would be arrogance. That probably would be the first one that we would come that would come to mind. Arrogance, haughtiness, conceit. It's the idea of self-aggrandizement. 
and by that I mean self-glorification. They keep trying to glorify themselves in, in the eyes of others. Now, it's not because they're doing a good job at whatever it is they're trying to do that would be productive. It's because they keep telling each other or other people, see how good I am? Let me tell you what I just did. Let me tell you the award I just won. And they keep putting themselves forth in front of other people as somebody who is great, somebody that has accomplished great things and so on, and thereby drawing undue attention to themselves for their own glorification. Now, what they don't realize is that they're taking the glory, the real glory, away from God and giving it to themselves. And taken to its most destructive level, that kind of a person actually displaces God in their life and puts themselves in God's place. And probably, almost always, without realizing what they're doing. They may even think that they're living a a life that exemplifies humility. (laughs) And they'll brag about it, how humble they are. Well, you see again, self-glorification, calling attention to themselves. And they, they, they seem to need to do this on an ongoing basis. Well, let's talk about these two opposites when it comes to pride, godly pride and ungodly pride. Well, let's first, let's talk about godly pride. When asked, what is the great commandment in the law? Jesus responded. Now notice his response. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Luke's account adds, with all your strength. This is the first and great commandment. Now, God must come first in our lives. It's interesting, Jesus did not say there, you shall love me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then he went on to state, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22, verses 36 through 39. You see, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say you shall love yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. What's the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love your neighbor as you would want to be loved. But you give the example. You set the standard. If we are to love our neighbor as we would love as, as we would love ourselves, obviously there's a degree of self-esteem and self-respect that is appropriate and good. But it's not the kind that that just continually calls for attention to be given to me. I want you to know how good I am. I want, I want you to affirm how good I am, how great I am, how productive I am, how talented I am, how good-looking I am. See, that's ungodly pride. Godly pride simply recognizes, I want my neighbor, I want to love my neighbor as I would want to be loved. But I want to set the standard, not to call attention to myself, but to demonstrate that kind of love to others. I want to be the example. The Apostle Paul instructed Timothy, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 
1 Timothy 4 and verse 12. That's quite a list, isn't it? In which we are to be examples to people around us, and especially to be examples as Christians to people around us. Be example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Again, 1 Timothy 4 and verse 12. See, a lot of people, they, they talk they talk a good faith, but they don't really live the good faith. By that I mean they talk a good game, talk about how, how faithful they are, how much they love God, how, how much they want to do and how much they accomplish, but they don't really live the life very effectively. Timothy may have been young by the standards of the culture of his day to bear the responsibilities placed in his charge in working with and guiding congregations in God's will. Paul's telling him, you teach these things to the Christians, to the congregations that I'm, I'm, I'm assigning you basically to work with, to help become more grounded, to help become stronger in their faith. Teach them God's will for how to be the church. But nonetheless, Paul, Paul admonished him to be assertive in standing up for himself in the face of criticism as he carried out those responsibilities. Notice what he said first, let no one despise your youth. So Paul says, you know, don't listen to that. Don't, don't let that put you down. Don't let that stop you from carrying forth the work that I have assigned for you to do and that basically God has assigned through me for you to do. Furthermore, Paul instructed him to be an example to the brothers and sisters in Christ with whom he worked. To be an example. We need to recognize the importance of our being an example to the world around us and particularly to Christians around us. We need to let them see Christ in us to see God in us. Now remember Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said to his believers, you are the salt of the earth. What's salt for? Well, it's a preservative for one thing, but it's also a seasoning influence to make things better. And then he said, you're, you're the light of the world. Let your light so shine that others may see your good works, but not to your glory. Let others may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The same mindset that Jesus exhibited when he was asked, what is the great commandment of the law? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Now, while Christians are to be humble in their self-perception. After all, we'd all be lost in sin, except for the grace of God, correct? Luke 18 and verse 13. They need, we need to recognize our saved condition, the terms on which it is based, and we need to communicate that to others. Paul admonished the Christians in Rome to not think more highly of themselves than they ought, Yet he did not tell them to not think of themselves at all. 
Indeed, from a physical perspective, Paul instructed the Corinthian Christians to take care of their body and thereby glorify God, their physical body, and through their physical body and taking care of it properly, glorify God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Well, let's look a little bit deeper into this next time. Let's stop and pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for blessing us in so many ways. Help us to live a life that demonstrates our thankfulness to you for how you have blessed us and to use those blessings according to your will and to your glory and help others see that correct demonstration of godly pride in our lives so that they can stay away from ungodly pride. Help us to be the examples, Father, but to your glory. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.